everyone. Welcome to the Self-Published Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Pearson, and I'm joined today by my husband. Hi, I'm Nolan. And look at me. If you're listening to this show for the first time, <laughs> yeah, surprise on Nolan's face. <laughs> Mock surprise. It wasn't it's even not, a real surprise. No, it's genuine. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, This is the best podcast for publishing and marketing tips, motivational quotes, and tons of advice and ideas on the craft of writing itself based off of great and awful movies. And what's the movie we're doing today? The Princess and the Frog. Yeah. It's a title I had a hard time with. I'm always calling it the wrong thing. The Princess and the Pea, the Frog Princess, all sorts of things. We got there. We did. We did. It was about a princess and about a frog. Yes. And two two frogs, actually. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, uh, let's see. And two princesses. You're right, kind of. Is she really considered a princess, big daddy's daughter? I mean, why? She, she was because she was the princess of the parade. And so they were counting oh, it until midnight when the okay. parade was over. Okay. <laughs> so ridiculous. So she's a temporary princess, but. All right, that, yes. Um, okay, so what are your updates? We're making print covers for the most recent series. Coven Chronicles. And we finished a picture for the Patreon. Which one? An icon. That's not quite oh, done. Yeah. I guess the yeah. background, it should be done later today. That's for my Patreon reader. No, it's not for Patreon. That's going to be down- a download bonus for oh, Shadow sorry. Prophet. Okay. Fine. Download bonus for Shadow Prophet. <laughs> I can't believe you can't keep up with all of this. I just make things. I don't know always what they're for. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. It's looking pretty cool. It's a nice, creepy monster, alien thingy. Lovecraftian monster, if anybody knows what a Nightgaunt is. Yes. And anything else? That's it right now. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We got our proof for the Shade Amulet from uh, Coven Chronicles from Amazon. And the interior, it was just, the font was tiny. It was too tiny, and the book itself was too small. So I'm having... Adriel, uh, increase the font size. No one keeps yawning, so I can't even look at him because it makes me want to yawn. There we go. <laughs> I'm putting something between us. Anyway, I'm having Adriel increase the font size so that the book will be uh, normal size and normal font size. So, yeah, uh, let's see. My updates are I finally figured out what was wrong with the book cover. It's funny because I showed it to Nolan and he was like, yeah, you're right. It's not going to work. And I was like, this is what I've been saying. I should have opened it a long time ago. But as soon as I opened it, I was like, I just don't like this book cover. But I did create a new book cover and I absolutely love it. And Nolan likes it too. It's much better. It is much better. Um, I had to change the magic in it. I changed the color scheme. I changed the main guy and a lot of, yeah. The background's the same. I've removed a moon from the background. And yeah, so I've created books one through four, the covers for books one through four, and I need to do five and six. What I'm going to be doing with that is once those are done, I'm going to be creating Facebook ads that are based off of all of those. And then I'll start them all at the same time. And whichever one gets the best, most clicks, I will make it be the cover for book one. And whichever one gets the second most clicks, um, should we do the second most clicks be book cover two or book cover six? Maybe two. I don't know. That's usually what we do. I think book two will be, it'll be better book two because that'll keep people reading, especially since they'll both be up for pre-order. And then the, the third best will be the last book in the series. And then books three and four 
and five will be just whatever, you know. Anyway, so as soon as I got that book, first book cover started, I created an ad on Facebook and I created actually two ads. Facebook is now doing this thing where they automatically resize your image from the size, they, the 1220 by our self, 1228 by 620 or whatever size that they used to have you do. They automatically resize it to a square, which kind of looks ugly if your image was not designed to be a square. And, but the problem with that is that obviously if it's not designed to be a square, then it looks stupid. And so what I did was I, I wanted to see if the square would actually do better than the long one. And so I started an ad that was based on a long one and started an ad based on a square one. And I had them running at the same time and they were, um, around 35 cents per click each. And then the square one went down to 25 cents a click. And then the long one went up to 38 cents a click. So I actually turned off the ad for the long one and I've got the square one running still. I'll be turning that one off today and then starting ads for all six book covers. And so obviously the square one won. What sucks is, I mean, is it, did it win because it was this particular book cover or did it win because square ones are going to win in general? I mean, it's hard to know. I mean, I could run a test again, but we'll see. <clears throat> I'm running out of time. Um, I'm supposed to book, put the book up for pre-order in a week, a week from today on Amazon. And that's when the ads are supposed to be, I'll continue tweak and then see how many pre-orders I get. So right now I'm tweaking to see which images and what cover elements work the best. But once the pre-orders up, then I'll start, be, I'll start tweaking to see which cover or which image um, converts the most. Nolan is so dying here, the poor guy. Very tired. He's he's yawning every 20 seconds right now. So I'm like looking down, not looking at him right now. <laughs> um anyway, uh let's see. So those are the Facebook ads book covers. Um yeah, this book cover is doing much better than the last one did. It's just I'm happier about it. We're all happy, everybody's happy, okay. We've got my niece here still. She's here until this Saturday, and so I've got plans to get as much done as possible. I need to actually organize what I'm going to be working on this week still just to take advantage of her the best as possible, best I can. Shouldn't take advantage. Anyway. I shouldn't take advantage of anyone, let alone my 13 year old niece. That's how people go to jail. <laughs> no, you can take advantage without it being illegal. I mean, it's I just, that's true. just a jerk thing to do. Okay. As long as we are only doing that. As long as we're only being jerks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Want to go ahead and give us the quote. Today, I will do what others won't so that tomorrow I can accomplish what others can't. Jerry Rice, Hall of Fame, football player, wide receiver. That's one of my favorite quotes. One of my all favorite time favorite quotes out of this. And it actually fits the movie too, doesn't it? I don't think so. It's yes, just one of the it last does. Ones. <laughs> it does too. Okay. Tiana, the princess, oh, was working. Yeah, all her true. friends are out partying and she's working two time, two jobs and... And it really didn't matter because all she had to do was marry a rich guy. No, actually, that's not what I got out of it, but we'll talk about that. He doesn't have any money, so that's not what... Yeah, he's a prince without a fortune. He needs to marry a wealthy person, which I'm like... And then get disinherited anyway, still and permanently. Be poor, but he's married a girl who's willing to work, so... There's a lesson in there, gentlemen. No, there is not. <laughs> I'm... I'm. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> So why did you pick the quote? There's so many. There's pages and pages of quotes left. There's tons of quotes left. Then I'd have to turn the page. <laughs> <laughs> so listeners, all along he's been turning the page. And all of a sudden, the last few episodes, he's not been turning the page. He's just unwilling to turn the page anymore. Anyway, yeah, so he picked it because it was 
process of elimination. Yes. No thought went into that. Sorry. They can't all. <laughs> they can't all. They're supposed to be motivational quotes. You're supposed it's still to motivational. It doesn't it. have to <laughs> put thought in it to make the list in the first place. <laughs> Not everything fits perfectly. But this one accidentally did. So there you go. <laughs> yes. Go me. <laughs> go you. All right. So the tip for today is we're still talking about landing pages. This is the last time we'll be talking about landing pages. Um, a great option for your landing page is to have it be at part of your website. So have it be like a subdomain and don't link it back to your main website. That way it's going to not cost you any additional money because you're already paying for your domain. Uh, so for example, my main site is andrewpearsonbooks.com and one of my landing pages is andrewpearsonbooks.com forward slash myfreebooks.html. You can't click back to my main page from that landing page, but the website and web address is obviously still mine. Um, I've got a bunch of different landing pages. It depends on what, where my, um, the, the readers are clicking from. So, you know, which book series, etc. I do gear my landing pages and my, most of my landing pages to my series, but lately I've been doing one main landing page, uh, but a bunch of them are hosted on blogger.com, which is free and others that are, there are others that are on my website. Um, and I've got examples of my landing pages. If you want to go, if you want to download the book, one of my books, which, what, whichever one, it, which one talks about landing pages. I think it's rock your platform. Maybe rock your book. Maybe I don't remember. I'm, I'm so I'm tired too. Uh, but they're only 99 cents. My books are only 99 cents right now, but they'll give you examples for my landing pages. And anyway, so my note here says that I'll be the first to admit that they need work, especially the Clinic Series ones. The more I learn, the more I realize I don't know anything at all, um, but they both convert well, so I don't need to make huge changes. If it's working, don't don't fix it. That's a good motto for pretty much anyone, I would say. Right? Right. Right. Okay, let's talk about the movie. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of being ready... <laughs> Um, okay, talk to me about the opening scene. I, uh, oh yeah, um, it sets the starting point for the main character and her motivations, where she's poor and wants to open a restaurant, and her dad tells her to work really hard, and... And her mom's telling a story to her and her best friend mm -hmm. about kissing a prince, a frog. I mean, it's a great, it's a great opening scene because it basically tells the whole story. She's never going to kiss a frog, mm -hmm. which of course she does. Yeah. But she's willing to like her best friend, Lonnie is like, you're going to have to kiss a frog to get your wishes. And she, so when things don't work out, she's finally willing to kiss a frog. Right. Cause she worked as hard as she could and hit a wall. Yeah. And she's like, fine, I'll kiss a frog. And then our adventure begins. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. So the opening scene, it talks about kissing frogs. It, um, Talks about her dreams, her wishes. It showcases both of their personalities. She's more serious. Lonnie is very spoiled. Very. But she's spoiled. not. She's not. She's not annoying though. She's, she's annoying. But she is annoying, but not because she's, she's not, spoiled. She's not mean. Rich. No. She's just kind of um, a princess. Rich. Yeah. Very bouncy. Big daddy. I love you, my daddy. I'm gonna do that. I'm that. She's definitely spoiled, but she's not. Spoiled. Yeah, but she's not spoiled rotten. Like she's, no, not, she's not a not bad rotten. kid. No. So, um, yeah, I like has that passion for people that have less than her. Yeah. Yeah, she does. Yep. Which was good. Um, talk to us about the art style. Um, 
Yeah, it's pretty standard Disney. There's a few scenes. They do some kind of dream sequences. She has this poster of what, how she wants her restaurant to look. And there's a scene that mimics that style. Mm -hmm. A very abstract um, poster style mm -hmm. for that, for her dream sequence. Yeah. And later on, the bad guy creates an illusion of that, but it's realistic. Um, it, instead of it being an abstract idea, he gives her a concrete one. Yeah. Which is good. That's good storytelling. Yeah. <clears throat> good visual storytelling. Because it's yeah. always been something abstract to her. And when she imagines it, it's full of shapes and colors, but it's not really real. Yeah. One of the things they talk about in the trivia, which is applicable now, is they they say that the city scenes are influenced primarily by Lady and the Tramp. Does that I kind of can see that a little yeah. bit. Okay. And that the Bayou scenes are influenced by Bambi, which I haven't seen Bambi since I was a kid, so I don't. I don't necessarily. Agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. Feel like that was obvious because mm -mm. their settings are very different. Even though the style is the same, the settings are not... way different. Yeah, so it's got like mangrove trees and, and no, and not just that, but Bambi is a more cheerful overall type, bright flowers, very yeah. The bayou, the bayou is very, very slimy and dark feeling. It's yeah. very yeah. So whoever thought that up was an idiot. <laughs> Yeah, I don't feel like that was the best inspiration stylistically to draw from. Yeah. Um, I did really like the art style, though. Yeah, it's good. It's um, it's one of my favorites, I'd have to say. Just the, it's like the backgrounds, they're very, I don't know, kind of have a horror-esque feel to them, a lot of them, you know, because... There isn't a darker edge to the city and, you know, the Shadow Man and... Yeah, the Shadow Man, the Bayou, all of it, and so it's man. not like... There is there's an element of danger yeah. in the city and in the Bayou that... Yeah. Holds through both. Yep, and I really like that. Which is good. Yes. Which it, they and they and that's kind of the way the story feels too. So they're they're matching the tones. They're not making it bright and cheerful and happy and I mean horror esque elements in the background. Not just like the voodoo stuff, but the artwork that's on the walls, the cobwebs, the mm -hmm. broken down feel. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was interesting. I liked that. Um, okay, so the music. Uh, how does the music fit? It's the good. location. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. yeah, they actually did really good. One of my com, I'll talk about it a little bit later. But not like Hercules, where they did. Gospel. We're, I was totally okay. going to. <laughs> I was no one reads if, my mind. I was wondering if that was going to. We can actually talk about that right now, since that's not one. Of my you don't necessarily want to have a, a Greek chorus. For, in, an, a for a Disney, Greek for a Disney movie, it yeah, a Baptist work. chorus for a Greek but, styled. But that certainly doesn't work either, because I, I don't think the original vocal style of a chorus for a Disney movie would work either. Mm -hmm. But replacing it with gospel. <laughs> yeah. Hercules with a gospel. It didn't work for uh, me. It did not work at all. It was no. very jarring. But I mean, in this movie, like that type of feel, I mean, it was perfect for the yeah, this movie, you know, jazz movie. Exactly. Jazz music in yeah. Louisiana in uh, New Orleans. Perfect. Yeah. No, I liked it quite a bit. And the music is, like, I don't really like jazz a whole lot, but the music still appeals to me because it's mainstream enough jazz, you know, that it's, I mean, they have to make, they want it to appeal to a wide audience because Disney has to appeal to parents and kids, you know, mm -hmm. of all sizes and shapes. So, all right. Um, okay. So we've already talked about her best friend's character. She's, she, she's still, I mean, she's that way through the whole movie, you know, yeah, and they, they fast they, forward, they're grown up. Yeah. Most not, you know, they're still young, but 
they're they stayed true to her character like all of the characters actually are pretty true to themselves throughout nobody acts inconsistently although i would have to say the romance is abbreviated at best the romance yes that would be my like they have like one scene where they go from hating mm-hmm. each other to or tolerating then, each other and then to. there's one like yeah, they, they, they hate each other, and then they have one scene where they get along, and mm-hmm. then there's a romance scene where the guy sings about the star. Evangeline. Ray. Ray sings about the star, and then they are almost making out, and it's like, yeah. wait a second. I yeah. don't feel like that was enough. The In the movie, the focus of the movie, it's, it's supposed to be a Disney fairy tale. It's supposed to be a romance for girls, but the focus of the movie is more Tiana's goals and dreams, which is fine with me. I just feel like the romance got... It had to, well, they have so much time, so they had to sacrifice it. Yeah, which bites because I, the first time I watched this movie, I was seriously angry after. And I'll talk about that as part of my takeaway. Um, not just the romance, but anyway. So, yeah, they had to, they focused a lot on Tiana, which was fine with me, you know, because this is her movie. Uh, compared this to like Cinderella, like Cinderella, the focus in Cinderella, the Disney cartoon is the mice and the mice and the animals. It's not really Cinderella and the prince, you know? That's true. Watching that as an it's adult. It's more from their perspective, really. Yeah. And how they help them get together. Exactly. I mean, they do have they do have moments where the the two do stuff. Like Prince yeah. Charming gets a sword and cuts a bunch of things. But am I looking? No, that's, that's, that's Sleeping that's Beauty. That's Sleeping Beauty. Um, that one has a little bit more about the characters. I was thinking about that, too. But, I mean, Cinderella, there she, she has a dream. Right. And that's to be out of her place. And he's got to marry somebody. And we don't know anything about his person. Personality. There's no character development there for either of them, really. I mean, so her, it has more than know. that. Yeah. So this one has quite a bit more than that. This one is focused on Tiana, not on the animals. Though there is animals that talk. They are animals. <laughs> yes, they become animals. <laughs> so naturally, they will be around animals. Yes. Um, okay. So talk to me about the prince. Uh, I feel like they tried to get Antonio Banderas, but he was busy. So they got this guy, but he does a good job, so it's okay. Yes, he's like he's he's uh, off brand Antonio Banderas. Yeah, he totally is. Yeah, and yeah. he has a nondescript uh, accent that you can't pin down. He's a he sounds like he could be Spanish. Question mark. But... Uh, yeah, and then he occasionally drops into other language, another language that I don't realize. Bruno, Bruno Campos. Yeah. He's from Brazil. Okay, so that would be why it fills because he's trying to play the part of a guy from Europe but he's right. got a Spanish-type accent. and Yeah, but it's not quite, because you can tell it's not quite. And, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, um, and I, he does a good job being a, a stuck-up, self-centered guy. Mm-hmm. Um, ladies' man. Mm-hmm. I have dated yeah, thousands I, of women. <laughs> uh, no, but you just two or three. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the introduction to him, there's girls all around him. He's like showy, he's flashy, the girls are just falling all over him. Of course, he's going to fall for the one girl who doesn't fall for him, you know? Yes. Um, but again, they could have focused on that better. Yeah, I, I felt like the romance was forced. Mm-hmm. It wasn't implausible. It was just forced. Because, I mean, you know, they're going to get together. So Yeah, that's... I already we made that assumption. It, but it's, it's, we want to enjoy the process. Yeah, and, and it wasn't really there. Um, yeah. Or or the factory decides to not be rich anymore, I guess. He just, like, Yeah, it just all her. of a sudden no longer an issue for him. Falling in love with her means he doesn't need money anymore, apparently, which, yeah, so his his character was more clumsily written. Yeah, yep. Exactly. 
Um, because we have his motivations, and we but he doesn't. He doesn't arc. He just flips because mm-hmm. he needs to for the plot. Mm-hmm. But I do enjoy his character. Mm-hmm. No, his character's fine. I enjoyed it too. Um, I had huge complaints about him towards the end, but again, I'll talk about those as part of my takeaway. Um, speaking of which, this is oh, see, I it always well we're always going longer than I thought we had. Well, so we can go to trivia. Is that okay? Sure. Okay, so... Oh, wait, actually, I wanted to talk about a couple other things. Um, inciting incident. What was the inciting incident? Uh, the Shadow Man turns him into a frog, isn't it? Yeah, I would figure so as well. But what about when she turns into a frog? I mean, this story is about Tiana. That's true. That would be her. That would be it, then, mm-hmm. if, we're, if we're thinking of it. Because she doesn't really care about him. That's true, yeah. It's not until halfway through the movie that she's still actually she cares about him right away she wants to turn him back into human because she's also a frog so she's like we'll turn both of us back into a human into humans um and then the bad guy let's talk about um what's his name he's awesome he's pretty cool uh he's a really good bad guy i like him a lot yeah me too Um, he's one of the better bad guys recently the voodoo setup was very authentic i mean i like that i love the setting for the show it's the jazz voodoo i mean new orleans and voodoo is yeah no no i mean there's not enough voodoo um, in movies. Oh, is that your belief? I've got voodoo in some of my books. Yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> I, I like, I like it. So I, do it all. Yeah. Uh, they do in James Bond for heaven's sake. There's a voodoo. Um, no, but the good thing about the bad guy, I mean, one thing I liked about the bad guy, the Dr. Facilier or whatever, they actually, and you can see by looking at his picture on IMDb, they based his character off of him and they made his, his like... He's got space between his teeth. Yeah. They made it so that his facial expressions mirrored his the actor's facial expressions. Um, but no, he's a good bad guy. He's got um, believable motivation and um, stakes and things like that. Mm-hmm. He's creepy enough for our kids to have been a little bit scared at times, you know, which makes it more interesting for adults. Yeah. <laughs> he's a threat. He's yeah. An, he's, you know, I mean, right? Mm-hmm. He's kind of like Ursula. In Little Mermaid a bit, you know, doing magic-y, black magic stuff. He does stuff behind the scenes. Like, he even says, like, I can't just cast spells for myself. I have to get other people to do stuff. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, and apparently the symbols that are around him when he's doing his voodoo, they're actually based on real symbols for voodooism. So they did some research to make sure it was authentic. Which, again, I like that. I'm like, I felt like the when I watched it the first time, I was I was watching for a story. This time I was watching to analyze. So I enjoyed it actually more this time. I was like, oh, this is a lot better than I remember it being. It's a lot more authentic. It's been out for 10 years. That long? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I was an adult. I was in college when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, and I was just barely starting writing, and I was paying attention more to the things that bothered me than I was previously so i might have enjoyed it better the first time if i hadn't already started writing um but yeah the authenticity really works for me you know yeah i I dug the flavor yep and this was your first time watching it right it was yes yeah i enjoyed it more than i thought it was i would Mm -hmm. but it lost momentum somewhere about two-thirds of the way through yeah well that was also when we had to pop popcorn and the kid was crying and it's hard to stay focused when there's external distractions. Even so, I, I thought like some of the encounters they had weren't really plausible. Point. Or like those hillbilly guys. Oh the, yes, I agree the, with the, that. Out of the gators. I'm fine. I was fine with the alligators. Well, it's like one or the other, but they did two of like the same thing. Yeah. Because they, it was like they, they're dangerous and they get away. Yeah. And then there's danger and they get away, but they don't really push the plot forward or like make them react. You know, yeah. like, in a different way to me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What was my favorite scene, Nolan? 
uh, where they try to kill them. When Louis goes up to join the band on the boat. Yeah, and they all... Oh. And they all the guns, they open fire on him, and it's almost hilarious. There's like yeah. 20 gun flashes as they're yeah. shooting at him. And yeah, he's always scared of guns or even anything that looks like one, yeah. because... For obvious reasons. Yeah, obvious reasons. It was just really funny. It was kind of like a nod like, to the south where everybody had guns and it, they're like... <laughs> it did not go well. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, okay, so trivia. All of the speaking parts were singing. The people who did all the speaking parts sang the parts as well. Fantastic. Because mm-hmm. that's that's one thing when the... I hate it when the voice, like Anastasia... It's, compl- it's completely different. It's Meg Ryan voicing Anastasia and the singer is obviously not Meg Ryan, you know? Yeah. They're like, sometimes they get close enough, it doesn't matter, but... But, yeah, sometimes, sometimes not. not even close. <laughs> yeah. So in this case, they got all singing parts, which is pretty cool. Um, this was this is supposed to have taken place in the mid-1920s and everybody's drinking alcohol and... Yeah, I was wondering, because I was like... <laughs> yeah, I was like, is this World War One or Two? It was the 1920s. Because they're flappers and I was like, yeah. wait a second, they said bust out the champagne or i'll buy everyone a drink yeah exactly like, um so i was like maybe it is the 40s but they're wearing the wrong clothes yeah. they're wearing 20s wearing 20s style so yeah yep so trivia was like uh <laughs> yeah good catch trivia um tiana tiana the actress the actress who played tiana requested that tiana be left-handed because she's left-handed boom did you even notice no but you... boom anyway <laughs> neither did i <laughs> Uh, that's too bad. It was for you, and you didn't even me. notice. It, I shouldn't have to notice. It shouldn't have to be a thing. <laughs> it should yes, just it be should. natural. No, it shouldn't. Oh. <laughs> no, one's, no one's like fuming right now. <laughs> just kidding. How many of us are there? Uh, what, isn't it 5% of the population? 50% around here. Oh, because we have a child who's left-handed. And and in your family, but not in general. My family, only Brayden, and then one of my children. (laughs) So there's a lot of us. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Um, Let's see. Oh, this is is funny. Um, Talk about sensitivity, racial sensitivity. The film was originally titled Frog Princess. It was about a girl named Maddie who was a maid. And they're like, um, frog princess about your first Disney movie. You call her a frog princess. You got to make sure that princess and the frog. So it's not in, uh, you know, unintended, unintendingly insulting, unintentionally, unintentionally insulting. And then she was a maid and I'm like, did they, who could, who could, yeah. Who didn't pick that up? Making the, the cute little 1920s black girl be a maid. Disney has a lot of people that are involved. They should have. Oh, yeah, but yeah, stereotype. Um, but I mean, it's not inaccurate <laughs> for the time period. I mean, it's 1920s. Yeah, it's like they really didn't get good jobs. I don't know what to tell no, you. They it's didn't. not it right, wasn't... but it was what happened. Yeah, no, but still, I like the I like that they changed. I think that they should have changed it. Well, I hate that they made it about food because I was hungry and <laughs> starving. I'm and still hungry. Like, oh, I could go for some etouffee right now. I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> Okay, anyway, this is funny. Beyonce was considered for the role of Tiana, but she lost it because she refused to audition. Okay. (laughs) They're like, no, I think she probably was interested, but she was like, I'm too big to audition. Yeah, like, oh, you want me to actually try out for the part? Yeah. And they're like, well, yeah. Yeah, because can you act, you know? Can you do voice? Voice acting is way different from stage acting. Yeah, it would be like... Poorly delivered lines would be bad. And this person probably did better than Beyonce would have done. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> some people some people don't do voiceovers well. They, they Even actors can't do voiceovers well. 
that can act. I know. Well, like, um, um, what's his face? I mean, it's less red. Who plays um, Master Shifu in Kung Fu Panda? What's his name? Oh, jeez. I can picture his face right now. Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman, yes. He actually had to vo- had a coach, Jack Black, because Jack Black had no idea what he was doing. They cast Jack Black because he's a comedian and because he perfectly fits Kung Fu Panda, you know, mm-hmm. Poe. But he didn't know how to um, do voice acting for a cartoon, and so Jack um, Dustin Hoffman had to coach him quite a bit. It's a totally different skill set. Yeah, you're in, like, a booth with a microphone and there's nobody to bounce off of. Yeah, you can't, like, jump around. You can't get... You can. A lot of them do get physical, but it's not being seen. And so you can't, yeah, bounce off of other people. You don't have the eye contact, like, the actual, you know... You're still, like, they put the dialogue together later. Sometimes they do ensemble Yeah, sometimes they do where you can be looking at each other and everything. But that can make it a lot more difficult back end for editing and stuff like that. So they... It's not that they don't, but typically they do all their lines separate mm-hmm. and it's be very challenging it's yeah. like when you know you got to do cg against cg stuff and it's just you yeah in acting a, and in a they're room. getting better at that though because it's been going on so long yeah. actors that are in action movies they're used to that now yeah but it, i mean it would be hard because like being very hard gandalf had to yell at a tennis ball uh-huh and, yeah and that for the ball rock just so yep. his eyes were looking at the right spot yep He's like it was like a, a stick with a tennis ball in the yeah, top. Yeah, he's right. like it's one yeah. of the hardest acting things I ever had to do. It's like okay, it's a well, big he's like party. a stage actor. I know, movie, and, so yeah, so it's he's, extra hard. Yeah, and he's like, well, he's a veteran Shakespearean actor, yeah. and you know, if he's struggling with it, then mm-hmm. it's a you know, and it is a different skill set. It's related, yeah. so you've got at least a foot in the door, but it's not yeah. the same. So to exactly. say that you're just going to get the part for showing up, it's like, well, you can sing, yeah, but that's not what we're asking you to do. We're asking you to sing and to talk. Exactly. So, I mean, Beyonce, I'm I'm not a huge Beyonce fan. I kind of don't really care either way, honestly. I'm not either for or against her. But I think that the chick that they picked to play Tiana did a very good job. She did, yeah. Uh-huh. And I like her voice quite a bit, her singing voice. So, uh, let's see. The backgrounds are entirely digital, and they are painted in Photoshop using a Cintiq tablet. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. They do a lot of cartoons are done, you know, by hand. I know that they did a lot of the characters themselves by hand, but pretty awesome. Like, go Photoshop. Yeah, Cintiqs are nice. They're like two grand. You've got like three of them. No, I do not. <laughs> I have zero of them. I would like one, but yeah, it's basically a touch screen that you draw on yeah. and you can hold it in your lap. Yeah, you showed me. I'm like, yeah. that would be pretty awesome. I would like one, actually, mm-hmm. personally. We should honestly get me a tablet eventually because I use yours often enough where if I knew how to use it, I would be doing a lot better. Um, okay, so the actor who played um, Tiana is 41 years old, oh, which wow. couldn't tell by listening to her. She has a very young sounding voice. Yeah. So good for her. All right. So takeaways, we can go a little bit different on these. Um, I want to ask two questions. What works for you and what doesn't work for you? Ready, said go and work for tie me. it back to writing. Okay. I feel like that got the setting, yeah. the era. Yeah. I feel like that worked really well. Uh, the bad guy worked for me. I liked mm-hmm. him a lot. Mm-hmm. I wish he was in it more. Yeah. Uh, things that didn't work for me, the romance arc and the secondary bad guy, which was his servant. I didn't even notice. Who impersonates him. Oh, I bet. Yeah, that, that was such a small thread line that I barely remember even paying attention. I don't like. I feel like he had the motivation. He wasn't really a thing. Yeah, they could His have done a little didn't bit more feel with that. that. Genuine to me. Yeah, he's like, well, don't you want to be a prince finally instead of serving people that are richer than you for nothing? You know, like when you're actually better at stuff than them. You know, that's fine. But I just, I don't know. He just was kind of waffled around, and then at the end, he just like runs away, and that's it. Um, I don't know. 
he's not that important, but I just, I just felt like, I don't know. That yeah. didn't really work for yeah. me. Yeah. Like, so tie it back into writing then, both what works and what doesn't. Have a good bad guy. We've said that multiple times. This guy's yeah. a good bad guy. Yeah, the voodoo he's, guy, yeah. He's definitely unique. Facilier. Yeah, facilier. Facilier, if you're going to go French. French, which I assume it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, he's got good, mo- you know, he's got clear motivations. He's got, like I said, the flavor. I keep bringing that up. He, he is a voodoo guy. Yeah. Very unique. Although he does kind of remind me of Yzma for some reason. Um, yeah. Honestly, Yzma and Ursula mixed together, personally. For, in terms of, like, his personality, his, his even his kind physical. of his design, his coloring, yeah. like, the colors they chose purple. for him, purple and black. Mm-hmm. Um, he's skinny. He's got his belly button showing. Yeah, he's got him. He's She's got her midriff. bony everything showing. <laughs> I yes. love Yzma. She's one of my favorite bad guy characters ever. Yeah, Yzma's good. Yeah. We should do that movie. Yeah, we should. Um, but he's good. I, I think he's underrated. Yeah. I would agree. Like, this movie, like, has a very good bad guy. I think this movie would have done better if they'd had a better romance, honestly. I think that's probably the the biggest problem for me with this movie, is that they don't spend enough time on it. Yeah. Because, yeah. See, it's got a 7.1 out of 10, which is a decent score. That's a decent score. But I just feel like it's not as big as it could have been. And and it fell flat in the middle, Mm -hmm. somewhere two-thirds of the way through. It lost momentum. Yeah. And I lost interest. You're right. We did break, but I also feel like I was losing interest right before, before that. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so pacing! <laughs> My eternal thing I shout at people. Um, pacing. Now, now you, if you ever decide you want to start writing, if that ever happens, you are going to have to totally ace your pacing. <laughs> not only because I'll be starting, I'd be starting You'll be a out, new, but, uh, yeah, new but writer. But it's definitely something I pay attention to because... Like, there's been so many times where I've started reading a book and I liked it, and then I forgot I was even reading it for a Because, like, yeah. It was like a month or two later, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I was reading a book. book. And yeah. then I come, like, it, there's just a point where it was like painfully. And usually, sometimes I go back and push through, and it becomes better towards the end. Yeah. But there's that point where they lose me. Mm-hmm. And I want to know why. This is this is what happens a lot with a lot of books. Like the first, the start, and the end are good, but the middle sags, you know? Yeah, and it's it can't. Yeah. I mean, it can, but. It shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, you need to you need to make it so yours doesn't. Basically. Yeah, exactly. So like, I want to find you know find out why that those sorts of things happen mm-hmm. and not do them. Or... So it's usually it's the pacing. Usually something exciting is not happening. Like any any genre, if something is not happening, yeah, you know, I mean, every does... scene needs to push the story forward in two different ways. Exactly, and usually that that's the point at where something big has happened, and they need to up their game. Ante and... Right, the, the ante has been upped, and now they have to step up yeah. in order for the final showdown yeah. for them to win. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like it should be super interesting, because what are you going to do about that? Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like that happened in this movie. Yeah, and and the thing, another thing is um, the mystery. Like, like what is the question that the, the story is, is pursuing? You know, like in a romance, will they get together? You know, or in fantasy, you know, the mystery, the thing, why is someone doing something and why is something working the way it is? You've got to keep the mystery um, needs to be part of the story throughout the whole thing. So that's one of the reasons why readers keep reading is because they want to find out how, even if they know they are, it's sometimes it's the how, like there's exactly. no way they can get together now. Like you, yeah. and then they do. And, but you always know they're going to, yeah. it's a romance, but you can make them believe for a moment that they won't yeah. or that they can't see how they can. And then you find a plausible way 
that they do, mm-hmm. and then it's great. It's very satisfying. Yeah. Um, and I felt like they were just going through the motions with yeah. this one, and they didn't really grab me with their motivations. Yeah. Um, so what works for me is actually the same thing as what worked for Nolan. The authenticity, the voodoo, the music, the actors. It just felt... It felt perfect, honestly, for what it was trying to achieve. Those those things. I just I really enjoyed that part. I love the artwork too. Um, it's such a unique time and setting. Yeah, it, it is. They really made it feel like different from other Disney movies while still yes. feeling like a Disney yep. movie. I mean, it still looked like a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a. It's bit kind of like Mulan, you know, where Mulan feels well. Actually, this is more authentic than Mulan is. I yeah. would say. But it's still they do make it feel different than Sleeping Cinderella Beauty and Sleeping Bill at Beauty and. Little Mermaid and yeah, and that's good. I'm glad that they can yeah they can take me to a yeah. different setting. Yeah, exactly. Convincingly, and this isn't one I would have thought of. That's why one of the reasons why we keep bringing it up so much is like I wouldn't have thought of setting anything in 1920s, um, wherever this New Orleans, New Orleans. Yeah, you know, which a lot of people would. I'm not like I said. I'm not way into jazz, but a lot of people are, and this is perfect for those people. You know, because it just it's like a little throwback. You know. I have a lot of friends who are obsessed with 1920s jazz and a couple cousins who are. Okay, so the things that did not work for me. I, I'll talk, well, let's talk about the romance really fast. The romance arc. They've got their adhesion. They have to stay together because they're both frogs and they have to get out of that. Um, there's no real good separation phase. I mean, he gets kidnapped and she has to go rescue him, but it's not based on anything that they do. There's no fight between the two of them, you know? Like, he's just taken away right when they're about to say, I love you. You know, and it's, which I'm okay with, but there's no emotional distance, you know, and there right. needs to be an emotional thing and, there. And she, she sees the prince marrying her friend. And but she, that doesn't, was so, she doesn't know that it's him being replaced. The servant. And so she thinks it is him, and mm-hmm. that's supposed to be the betrayal. But it wasn't. But it didn't feel like It was just like, like meh. It felt like watching, I was like, eh. She goes and mopes a little bit and yeah. then gets over it, I guess, yeah. when Ray comes back and tells her that he's locked up or whatever. Yeah, yeah. just like I said, it, they do the thing, but it doesn't have the emotional impact it should have had. No. They don't mm-hmm. emphasize, like, her reaction's very yeah. tepid. And like you were saying, so if we're going to... There's a book called Romancing the Beast, so for romance authors. that's It's really good. It's a great way to find out which way, I mean, how to take your romance stories. So, I mean, you've got to have... Um, there's gotta be for every step forward, there's or every two step forwards, there's one step back while they're falling in love. So like little things that make them wonder about each other. Like he acts a little selfish and she's a little too obsessed with her waitress or her restaurant idea, things like that. But they don't have that. They don't have any way that shows them falling in love gradually. And, and you know, there's no real, it's just not, it's not satisfying. No, it is not. And so I'm like with a romance, you've got to have, you've got to show the sweet little... You've got to show Andrea knocking everything off the table. <laughs> Those little moments where they, they connect and then yeah. follow, you know, get distance again and then they yeah. make a connection. And then... mm-hmm. This movie reminds me a lot of Stardust, honestly. I don't know why, but the romance in Stardust is very believable. Like, they're on a mission to do things. The two of them want to do two separate things. They get stuck together, go through adventures together. And in Stardust, like, they dance and you can totally tell. You know they're in love, you know? And this one, it's not that way. Yeah, know? they do have, They do dance. She's like, I don't know how to dance. And he dances with her. Yeah. They're frogs, but still. And then... Yeah, it just doesn't. Maybe is is it because they're frogs? I don't think so. I mean, Disney's done lots of cartoons where you know it, you don't have that same, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I just I just think that they drop the ball on the romance there, and then the biggest thing that does not work for me is the prince's growth and character. He does not have 
he does not have convincing growth. He doesn't overcome anything. He doesn't become something new. Tiana... Well, he does, but he doesn't... It's not. I he mean, just he, does it, like I said, as a switch that flips. Yeah, and exactly. He, and it's not even... It's not believable. It doesn't feel like he's achieved anything. He doesn't you know? struggle with his he, choice. He just, like... He's exactly. like, hey, wait, I'm in love with her. I guess I'll be poor for the rest of my life. And no. And I'm like, he's the one who had the most character growth to happen. Because at the beginning, he's the selfish one who's, you know, all... You know, she doesn't change at all. Well, she really. she learned. Okay, so what happens is well, she, she learns stuff she already right. knew. Right. She learned the hard work, and it said those things will get her her goal, and that's what she's already known. And so she's exactly not changing, which is okay because she's already where she needs to be. The care the prince is the character who needs to change, and he doesn't. They don't show us his character arc. They don't show him going from that selfish brat to somebody who's willing to give up everything for a girl he loves. You know, they don't show that. Like Nolan says, it's a flip they switch. And it's very, very unsatisfying. Um, I mean, so like, what did Naveen learn? You know, how did he change? Where, where's his character arc? Nothing. Yeah, she's, she's like iconic. She has her goals set, and she is, she, and he's supposed to be the dramatic character where he goes, his, him is going, ugh, him going through the changes. The point, her staying the same, sticking to her, her ideals and her, her goals, her ideals and, and her personality. Like, yeah. it's like Batman doesn't change. If yeah. he if he ever doubts, he still goes back to being Batman at the end. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, he doesn't become not Batman. He's like, maybe this isn't really. You know, he mopes for a while and he works through it, and then he becomes Batman again at the yeah, end. Yeah. And being Batman, that's what she is. Today. She wants and, to open a restaurant. She's a cook. She's fantastic. That's what she does. You know, exactly. So she doesn't. Yeah, she. I mean, and she's like doesn't know how to have fun. No. And I don't feel like they at the end she that. feels like she knows how to have fun. No, and <laughs> or having fun is what saved the day, and not you know like. Yeah, exactly. Like her weakness does not end up becoming the 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 main crux of the movie. Right. Or, yeah. Know. Her 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 letting go of her, like she they say it though because she's like, you know, uh, I don't need to have the the restaurant when the bag offers it to her. Like yeah. I'll fulfill your dreams. You can have your restaurant. And she's like, I don't need a restaurant. I have love instead. And I don't feel like that had the impact it should have because no. she's like, I'll give up what I want for Naveen. Yeah. Um, but it didn't really feel mm-hmm. like about that. And it didn't necessarily need to. I think that her role, her character growth, and what happens with her is satisfying enough. Because she... But I mean, like, Naveen wasn't there to see it, like, have the reaction where he's like, oh, and I love you too, and then, like, love saves the day. You know, like, which it does, but it does in a very... uh, It's unsatisfying. Unsatisfying way, because, like, if they've been there to have that connection when they both show each other how much they are willing to give up mm-hmm. to be together, then that would have been really satisfying at that point, and that would have defeated the bad guy, because that's when the bad guy gets defeated. Yeah. Um, she smashes the thing, you know. Um, yeah. I don't know. Very Anastasia-like right there. Yeah, yeah, and it sh- like they should have had it be something like f- that she had to do that was fun. I yeah. don't know how they could do that, but, I mean, she's so work-oriented. Mm-hmm. It, for her to have an arc, she would have had to also learn how to have fun, and then that's yeah. what... Like, maybe she starts singing, and then a bunch of people start dancing, and somebody steps on the amulet or something like that. Like, they're at a, like... Well, yeah, I think for her character, I mean, she needs to be the one to break it. I mean, I suppose that's true, but, but, I mean, she, you know what I mean? Well, what she could have done is step on it and then start dancing and singing, you know? I don't know. Yeah, something connecting, because, like, it just... And see, me being, uh, you know, the business owner, whatever, working towards a goal, like, I like that she's so focused, you know, and like... I don't have a problem with that. She hasn't come yet. She hasn't achieved her desire yet. She opens a restaurant, but that's when the work starts, you know? It doesn't become successful until it's been open for a while. And so, to me, I'm like, 
she needs to focus on getting her dream and then she can once things relax a little bit then she can learn how to have fun and and her but she doesn't even at the end like they should have no. had her have like a great like time like she's dancing and like she's super excited having fun and, and she doesn't it's like she opens it and she walks through and she's singing but it's just like mm-hmm. not but that. her but that would have been fine if they'd fo- focus more on Naveen's growth yeah like if he'd had a satisfying character arc we wouldn't even notice really hers you know we might have commented on it a little bit but or even at the end you know they show that he's like the fun one and she's not you know, like... Yeah, but we don't want her to be a wet... We don't, but, but like, whatever. you know, where, like, you know, she's... She's, like, they're opening it, and then he does something kind of, like, maybe reckless, but people think it's funny, and then she... Yeah. Sub- tells him to settle down. I, I don't know. Yeah. Where, where they compliment each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and because they could... Because they do. Yeah. But they don't really feel like they show that they, like... You know, if you're a little more serious and you're a little more relaxed, things would be better. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the point of those two characters. They come from those opposite sides. Very, very sides, different. Yeah. And they should meet in the middle. Yeah. Not like exactly so where they're both averaging out, but you know what I mean? Where they, yeah. they, they each learn something from the other and demonstrate Their a little weaknesses bit of, and strengths of that thing. Yeah. And they don't do that yeah. at the end where it matters, you know, like even in the, the denouement scene at the end, after that climax and destruction, they don't have that little thing. They usually do. Right. You are very much a visual storyteller. I know. You I'm playing the camera. <laughs> He's like totally, totally acting. But I'm outraged. Dang it! I mean, they had all the elements, and then they just didn't put them. Or when they the do right use places. them, they just like say it to you, and it's yeah. not yeah. that interesting. It's it feels like they've put the focus on the music and the art, which was very satisfying. But, but they, they had didn't. they had time to do all the plot things while that was while happening. that was happening exactly. They didn't need to take any of that out in order to exactly. do this. Yeah, they, they have teams, you know. And that's why we have problems with a lot of the action movies where they have cool scenes, but everything else sucks. It's because yeah. they made that cool. Yeah. But you can't have two people in a room talking and make it interesting. Yeah. Like, have that also. Yeah, exactly. Um, it doesn't take away from any of the other stuff. It doesn't cost you any more money to have them put different words in their mouths. They'll act whatever you tell them to for the same amount of money. Yeah, yep. Especially when you have actors that can do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, but you just wrote dumb words. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. You didn't take the time to set things up right. Yep. Um, spend more time in development, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. I really want, I've been wanting to do this movie for a while um, because of his, because of these things we're talking about, you know? Yeah, I mean, I've watched, I have like a million sci-fi movies from like the last hundred years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and some of them do more with less. Yeah. Like, their setup and their story and the characters are more interesting, and the special effects suck. Yeah. Now we have infinite special effects, and then have it still be interesting with the characters. Yeah. Please do it. Anyway, go. I'm done. That's my rant. But I rant about it a lot. It's just like, <laughs> they just spend so much time and money on the effects, they don't, they don't hit their emotional beats. And if anyone ever manages to do both, you can cash those checks all day. Yeah, pretty much, actually. Avengers. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, any final comments? No, it's enjoyable, mm-hmm. despite the, the flubbed uh, romance angle. Um, our six-year-old enjoyed it. Our three-year-old did not. He was bored through most of it. Yeah, well... That's... It got more interesting to him when they came around into the creepy climax stuff, you know? <laughs> Once there was the demon shadows, then he's like, what? Oh, and he's like, okay, I'll pay attention. But yeah, I was actually expecting him to be more into it than he was, you know? frogs and animals talking alligators but he was like meh yeah anyway but yeah the six-year-old liked it quite a bit she was like oh she's so pretty <laughs> when she put on her dress yeah that's <laughs> so funny yeah she's a, she's a traditional six-year-old she likes princess stuff anyway uh it's i would say it's worth one watch you know for adults watch it 
see if you agree with us. Yeah, I didn't feel it was a waste of time like a lot of movies we've no. watched. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh. Anyway, that's pretty much it for today. Um, I don't have any final comments except for what I just said. Uh, if you have any questions, send me an email, com. Nolan, where can people find you? Art at... Oh, wait, Art with Nolan. Yeah. On Instagram. Art at Instagram. Art at Instagram. That's what I was going to say. No, that's not going to get you me. <laughs> no. Not without a lot of digging anyway. No, a lot, a lot, a lot of digging. Uh, yeah, let's see. What are the things that we post? Uh, please post a review. Give us more than what we've got. We'd love that very much. In terms of reviews and stars, I guess. <laughs> um, our stars are fine. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so I will let everybody know when my podcast, the episode that I recorded with um, What's Their Names goes live. Um, it hasn't gone live yet. And then I'll just keep you all updated on the book launch. We've had a couple of a bunch of authors reach out to us, so we appreciate that. If you do write fantasy and you are interested in doing a swap or doing one, getting one of my courses um, in exchange, then reach out to me and we'll take care of that. We're looking forward to this book launch. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. I think that's it. I'm done. My okay. brain's tired. Mine too. Okay. We'll talk to you all later. Bye. Right. You said bye at the same time. That's oh, no. illegal. It's, it's... Say bye first. Bye. 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 Last word. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs>